And the craziest thing happened. She did this. Good Morning America called the Knicks. Stop it. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Morgan here, co-founder of Primal Kitchen and host of the Primal Kitchen podcast. I'm super excited to chat with former NBA trainer turned sports drink entrepreneur, Bar Malik. He's worked with huge teams like MLB's Pittsburgh Pirates and oversaw strength and conditioning for NBA's New York Knicks for seven years. He since retired from sports training and teamed up with Kyle Kazuma to found Barcode, a company disrupting the classic sports drink category by creating a plant-based, soy-free, gluten-free, and low-sugar electrolyte sports drink. Before we get the entire scoop on this entrepreneurial journey, a quick reminder that any and all opinions and views shared by hosts and guests on this podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the view of Primal Kitchen or its affiliates or parent company. Hi, Bar. How are you? Hey, how are you, Morgan? Good. I'm glad uh, to be here. I feel like yeah. this is uh, I've been a fan of you guys from afar, so I look forward to you know, speaking with you. I love it. I'm so flattered. I hope you were then promoting us to all of these uh, celebrity athletes you've been working with for, for I, I so do. many years. I actually have a book in front of me. It's the Keto Reset Diet. Oh, I had really? I had it for a long time, so. Yeah. No, that's a great one. That That's like one of Mark's <laughs> most recent books. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So uh, you have such an interesting story here. I want to know, like, I think the people want to hear, what's your journey? How'd you get here? How'd you get into professional training and founding Barcode? So give me the full scoop. And it's, my journey is so unorthodox, but I think um, it's one that, you know, people will appreciate it because it's truly authentic. A lot of things I've learned, you know, within the last 15 years. But, um, you know, one thing that has always stuck with me is I've always been interested in wellness. You know, since I was a kid, I've, you know, I played sports. I've always was that kid that like, Make sure I had my water bottle, make sure I had, you know, things that would, you know, keep me, you know, active, like the salt packets and the pickle juice, all the tricks that I used to do as a kid, you know, that kind of, you know, drove me into just falling in love with sports. And in high school, I played competitive basketball, you know, baseball, football, like every other traditional kid. Um, but I knew very early I wasn't going to be a pro, but I was just fascinated by just, you know, what it took to get there. And that led me to majoring in, um, you know, sports science, you know, exercise physiology, sports medicine. And, you know, at that very young age of 19, I became an intern um, for a basketball team in Pennsylvania called St. Joseph's. And I just got a, a love for the game of basketball as a performance coach. And my dream was always as a kid, you know, to work in the NBA as a physical therapist and or like a, a sports performance director. And um, through years of working in baseball, I spent five years in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. I spent a couple of years in, a, um, you know, working with special ops in Northern Virginia. And then the last seven years prior to launching Barcode, I, I reached my goal of, of making it in the NBA as a performance director and I worked for the Knicks. And, you know, during that journey, you know, I just thought about, um, you know, a lot about just what the athletes, you know, do at that level to stay healthy and, you know, to succeed and, you know, have long, you know, careers. And it's a lot. And, you know, when I look at, I look back at my career as a performance director, um, you know, it's no different than what, you know, high performers today, like yourself, like you and I, that need to just kind of adopt these habits of just, you know, what happens outside of work that allow us to be our best selves. And I've, you know, I've come across, you know, a lot of different things in the NBA that, you know, I felt like, you know, if there was a company that, you know, was, you know, better for you, that, you know, was healthy, was efficacious, meaning it did what it needed to do that tastes good. And then you, you know, you you figure out a way to get these athletes who you have experience with to actually try it, taste it, test it prior to launching it. So you almost build up this community of, of likeness prior to even launching it. I think you have an opportunity to disrupt a, a space. And my idea was a beverage. So a couple of, a few years ago, um, I became obsessed with just 
nutrition and, and beverages per se, because I felt like the, the, the beverage space was antiquated. You know, I think, you know, um, without even saying names, but I mean, I'm a big fan of, you know, the Gatorades, the body armors, obviously it was a big, a big deal yesterday two days ago it just happened um but i think you know they they you know trailblazed the space and i also looked at it from a perspective of you know most companies look at just the game like what happens inside of the game but you know there's 22 hours beside the game that you know people have to live and 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 stay on and stay you know ready and be healthy and to be able to perform at that level of day in and day out and those areas are nutrition you know recovery sleep and just, you know, your, your mental well-being. And um, because I was behind the bench for seven seasons, you know, the liaison between the, the sports medicine team, the, the team nutritionist and the player, and also working with various companies, we were just dropping a ball on like, you know, what products could help, you know, both during the game and also, you know, around the game. So I just started literally, uh, you know, creating my own solution. And I used to, you know, create this this solution in a four ounce bottle, and I used to give it away as like a shot. And I, I I thought about all the vitamins and minerals that you know we used to give players day to day to to help combat like the stress of playing a game. When, when I say stress, I'm I'm talking about you know traveling across, you know maybe three different time zones in a week. You know you have their, their fathers, they have kids. You know, they have, you know, injuries, you know, we have, you know, no sunlight. So we have chronic deficiencies of vitamin D. So all these things that we're like giving them, you know, to, to, to combat this um, sugar and electrolytes just wasn't enough. So I started looking at magnesium, you know, adaptogens, you know, way back before it became super popular because we were giving away ashwagandha and turmeric for, for a very long time without, you know, being so mainstream and, you know, looking at, you know, coconut water as a natural, as a natural, you know, um, component to a drink for sweetness and also for the levels of potassium, looking at, you know, sodium rates and all these different things and plant-based and how good, how could that Im impact, you know, gut absorption. And I thought about this and, and I, I did this probably behind the scenes for two and a half years. So two and a half years of testing it, tasting it, you know, giving it away to as many people as possible. Um, and then I got, you know, excited because it worked. So, you know, the players liked it and I wasn't even thinking about, you know, quitting the team at that time. I just felt like I had like a cool hobby that, you know, I'm actually giving away to, to athletes. That's better than what we're currently offering. And also what, you know, bigger brands were paying because the players weren't drinking it. They were drinking what I was making behind the scenes. So I was excited. So I started giving it away to other people now in New York city outside of basketball. So I started investing in, you know, a gym called dog pound in New York city. Well, and I started spending more time with trainers, you know, other like, you know, models, women, you know, other entrepreneurs, other high performers, and they liked it. And then the, the, the game changer was I started, you know, spending time uh, with Holly Berry during a movie that's coming out this month. I started working with her in the mornings before practice and I started giving her the same drink. And, you know, she had a vitamin D deficiency way back in the day and she felt like the drink was helping her with her vitamin D. Right. So when she got the drink, I'm still with the team. Um, she started talking about this this drink when I had no no website, I had no brand, I had no no I didn't had an, I didn't have an LLC, no corporation, I didn't have anything. I'm just still just a performance director. And um, she was like, you know, I love this drink. It's amazing. You should think about you know launching it. I'm like, I never even thought about you know launching a product, but 
you think I'm gonna you think I can do this? She goes, Yeah, you should do it. Like it's it's healthy. I like it. You know, it's yeah. it's it's good for my skin. And I'm 53 and it's making me feel great. Like I'm training to be an MMA fighter from an upcoming movie. You gotta launch this. So she that Friday, she started talking about it on like uh her fitness Friday, like Instagram stories. And she said to me on Thursday night, I remember she was like, Hey, look, I'm gonna talk about this product on th- on third on Friday. You better create. A, you better go home and, and create a splash page and ca- and capture some emails. Because once I talk Stop about this, it. once I talk about this, like people are gonna want it. So she did it. No. And the craziest thing happened. She did this. Good morning, America. Called the Knicks. Stop it. <laughs> I had no. I thought you were gonna tell me like there was some professional athlete. I didn't know. I mean, well, I guess Halle Berry's like pretty much a professional athlete at this point. This, but... is, this is this is the start of all. Yeah. This is no, I did not. I was not expecting that was gonna be the launch to. <laughs> The brand. No, no. Out of all the athletes I work with, out of all the people I've met, yeah. she was <laughs> the biggest influence because she got Good Morning America to call the team. That's crazy. Absolutely. She's really into keto and stuff too, though. She's like she's, pretty. She's pretty. She's intermittent fasting. She's keto. Like she used to yeah. drink, you know, um, exogenous ketones. Like before oh, she, yeah. she didn't eat. Yeah. But she's super dialed into her nutrition, and more importantly, like what she got, what it, what it kickstarted in me was she started to believe in me. Not yeah. Just as a performance director right so that's when the game changes like well wait good morning america wants to talk to me about this beverage yeah that i haven't created yet that has no name has no name so what happened was i was like all right name i had like a different name it was called project hydrate and i just didn't like the name and i remember creating project hydrate and do you remember the brand dirty lemon yeah totally yeah they had crazy marketing they had like really my COO is former co-founder, so we're okay. we're together now. But how I met him was, I'm like, okay, I have an opportunity here. Like, I have the best idea. I have seven NBA athletes right now who who drank the product, who like it, who will support it, and invest in a heartbeat because I was giving it to them for two years. And I have this gym partnership where I can easily, you know, host events, have activations, and test. And I knew a ton of founders in New York City that have you know, raise money for, for food and beverage in New York City in 2018. So I started now, I started thinking about, okay, how can I like create this company? But I hate the name. So one day I just woke up, I was like, I was like damn, barcode. I was like, oh man, you know what? It'd be really cool if you could, you know, have a, a label that like unlocks something for you. So I was like, oh, unlock your health, to, but unlock the code to your to, to your better self or just all these different tags. And it was like, barcode is it. This is before we went to quarantine. I was like, bar, barcode is it. Um, you know, it'd be super cool to have like a minimalistic, uh, you know, AR filtered label where you can scan it, you know, it can take you to content, QR codes. And at this time, 2018, people thought I was crazy because we didn't think about QR codes and everything is touchless now. But back then it was like, why would I take my oh, phone? Yeah. Out? Yeah. Why would I take my phone out and want to scan the label to see what it tells me? I'm like, wouldn't it be cool anyway? So it came up with barcode and I literally pitched this idea to Iris Nova. So back then, Dirty Lemon had like their parent company, Iris Nova. They had sold Dirty Lemon to Coke and they had to prove to Coke that their platform was able to distribute products in New York City. So they were taking on like applicants to get on this, um, this platform. I didn't, have, I didn't have a product. I had samples. Okay. So I, cold, I just cold emailed Zach, their founder, Okay, when you say platform, you're talking like they're direct to consumer distribution, right? Okay, because they had like really crazy like text messaging, text messaging text them, yeah. and they'd order that you could order. They just deliver product to your they apartment did, in yeah. New York. So they they then they started t- they started incubating brands ah, now. To cool. Okay. Technology. And I was obsessed with that technology, so I just emailed them. I I kept like being a pain in the butt. 
I'm like, hey guys, look, I have the best opportunity here. You guys don't have a sports drink. I work with the Knicks. I work in sports. I have a hundred, you know, contacts all across sports. I have the best advisors. I have a solution I've been making for three years and it works and the athletes are behind it. Let me partner with you all to commercialize it. We scale it and we create a partnership. So that was the plan originally two and a half years ago, but I didn't have a product and they were looking for like products that were ready to be distributed right. like tomorrow. So yeah. they're like, well, if we don't have a product, like it's too early for us, but we love the idea, you know, maybe next time. So I left them and a year and a half later, they split up. One of their partners split and he moved to LA and I had been, by at this point, I had a bottle, I had, I had, it was a little bit of a brand to it. It, you know, I already had it in 16, you know, fluid ounces of it. I had like, you know, two cases available. So I was like, hey, Adam, look, I'm still with the Knicks, but I'm about to quit. Like, I'm ready to focus my, all my time on this beverage company. You know, I'll give you, you know, everything I can't pay you yet because I don't, you know, I haven't raised any funds, but I think you can help me scale this. And he joined me. And once he joined me, that just solidified that, we had, that I had a company. I formed it, you know, and I filled, I filled I, you know, uh, created a corporation, brought in like a bunch of different like investors who have experience in beverage. Cool. And then I started bringing on my athletes who I, who I um, was given a product to, who supported me way back before I even had a company formed. And I met Kuz not until quarantine hit. So I had already formed the company, already had the formulation, already had everything in line, except for like, I didn't have a full agency brand yet. So when I met him during quarantine, he was, you know, preparing for the finals. Got so it. I was like, this is the best opportunity for me to really test if this product is like championship caliber. So we met through a mutual business partner in LA and I sent him two cases of, I said, hey, do me a favor, like if you like this, let's talk, but I want you to try it and use it, you know, during the games and practices, like see if it works on you first before you we even think about, you know, a partnership. Cause at the time he was working with uh, a different beverage company as, an, as, a, as a sponsored athlete. So he was, it was a conflict of interest for him to actually, you know, partner up. But then once that contract, uh, you know, expired, he had the product, it worked, they won a championship and the rest of the, you know, the talks for history, he came on board as a co-founder. I moved to LA. Um, I, we launched a product in LA and we have distribution here in LA. And, you know, we've, we've focused a, a ton of our efforts on just, you know, our partnerships, our our community. So we haven't spent a ton of money on marketing, but we've, you know, we surpassed, you know, 300,000 in sales, you know, we're the second highest, you know, selling beverage in Erewhon. You know, we have um, like 10 different NBA athletes, two entertainers, and just a dynamite crew of just people who have experience, you know, in areas of supply chain, logistic distribution. And now, you know, I've, I've been in a year, almost, it's been a year of fully operating the company. And to think that like, I'm in the process of a bridge round, you know, where our valuation has, you know, double, more than doubled. And now I'm strategically trying to, you know, think about bringing in bigger investors. It's just incredible to look back at where I started and then now living in LA and looking at like Walmart, looking at bigger partnerships with Erewhon, Central Markets, bringing in different investors and actually thinking about like a nationally recognized brand. Anybody can, you know, do it if you just take the time to just think about what you're passionate about and figure out how to create, you know, a, a vehicle where, you can surround yourself with the right people to have a product that can, you know, one that fits where the market is headed, and two that contributes to the well-being of people. And that's what Barcode is: is a better for you, you know, plant-based product that contains everything your body needs to be healthy. And we have a thriving community. You know, we're not just sports-driven. We, you know, we we have a, a diversity group of different people involved. And our, our mission is to just, 
you know, make the everyday consumer, you know, healthier with, you know, a better for you functional beverage that I believe, you know, hands down has the best, you know, taste and also ingredient panel that has ever been offered in this space. So here I am. I love it. That's an amazing story already. And we're only in like the first inning, I feel like. I know. It's awesome. Your branding is like really epic too. I'm like super impressed. As someone who's been doing package design for a while, it's great. It's like- Finally, someone's doing something like different and unique. And we, we were uh, we were on BevNet a couple of months ago, and and the Die Line. You were on the Die Line. Do you know that the website? Die Line. Yeah, front, yeah, yeah and that's like, a big deal. Thank you. I mean, I, I take I I'm, I take pride in all of it. And I I appreciate that because we were told on BevNet in a good way that you know we we did everything wrong but right because we're just so different. Yeah. You, you know, it's like you yeah. look at us and you really don't know what it is. It's cryptic. What is it? Can you scan it? Does it take me somewhere? Is it too innovative? But it was never meant to be a retail like product immediately, but now it is, but it actually looks great on the shelf. And by, and more importantly, you want consumers to grab it and it's eye-catching. You can grab yeah. it. Yeah. Um, no, it's very cool. So- very authentic. Some days they, they did a good job with just like taking a barcode and actually make it look, you know, very futuristic and chic. And yeah, thank you. Cause I, I think, it, I think they did a really good job with, with it. Did you say your agency is who? Some days. Oh, cool. ever, yeah. They, they did uh vibes. Cool. You ever see the, what the thing the hemp, hemp infused, like, I don't know, functional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So this word opportunity just kept coming up over and over again in your story. I'm just like, you were like, yeah, I was just like, I got an internship. And then I'm just like this performance director. Like, I feel like, I mean, how did you truly one, what is a performance director for a professional team? I don't (laughs) even know what that means. And then two, how did you actually get here? Because you're just like flippantly telling me like, oh yeah. And then I just like did this, did that. But there's like, it seems like you've just really jumped on all the opportunities, which I love. um, To be very honest, like and my, you know, my teammates, I'm very humble, but I, I mean, I was, the, I was the best in, in the NBA because I was, you know, I really, I'm really passionate about just like, you know, making people better. And, you know, you have to seize opportunities and you just don't know when they're going to happen. You know, so for me, I've always envisioned myself to be a, a leader in sports performance, you know, and it, it started out with just the training. So I, you know, I owned my skills in the, in the, in the, in the, the weight room first with baseball and I wasn't that big of a person coming out of high school so I you know I, I trained myself physically to kind of understand just like like you know biologically and also just like physiologically like how can you improve like your, your performance whether it's strengthening whether it's endurance strength training stability core strength okay and what have you found like what are the tips and tricks with each of these things you're talking about the core like you're just everything you know between your your shoulders you know and your and your hips you know, just keeping your core, you know, as strong as possible. And then everything else, you know, works, works itself out that how do you, that how do you do that? I mean, I'm assuming it's, I love, I'm, I'm very obsessed with kettlebell training. I love kettlebells. Okay. I think, you know, it's, it's novice enough for you to start it anyway, but you can load yourself enough where it, you know, it overstimulates you. So you can actually layer in like a lot of just heavy lifting, a lot of like ballistic Olympic type explosive lifts, but not hurt yourself because of the way that the kettlebell is designed as a cannonball. So I love kettlebell training. I'm a huge awesome. fan of, you know, um, like functional, you know, training with cables and, and bands, things you can do at home. And I think the biggest thing is just time under tension is how long can you go within each contractions to get your body to be in this kind of, you know, um, this, this state of just shock, you know, constantly. And it happens with just 
modulating, you know, between band work, kettlebells, and, you know, like your high intensity, heavy lifting, whatever it is for you, and then keeping your muscles constantly under tension over time. That's the key to it. And then you think about the sport, then you just kind of, you know, you mirror those properties into a sport. You know, baseball is a, is a, is a sprinter sport. You know, it just, the plays don't last longer than five seconds. So your lifting probably shouldn't last longer than five seconds. Basketball is a game of endurance. They run, you know, three hours, of three, three more than three miles in a game. And their anomalies are seven feet or 6'10". They weigh, you know, 250 pounds. So you got to think about just like an explosive, you know, so you got to think about just how much of an impact that has during the game as far as like how you train them. And a lot of it is like lighter loads lighter weights unless they're kids but like the older players are lighter the training is a lot lighter because of how much they exert during a game and then you start thinking about you know recovery and how does that enhance performance so I started diving deeply into just like the computer science of it like after I got a baseball I started working with the department of defense and for two years I was like away from the weight room I was on a computer and I used to look at like the data of like how fast is you do you run, you know, throughout the course of an event? You know, what's your heart rate exertion when you do X? What's your 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 heart rate when you're, you know, you're meditating for five minutes before you even have a you know, coffee or before you even get up and you know go out throughout your day? What does um, you know, your your nervous system say if you don't have sleep and you play a game? It's all these other variables that, you know, as a performance director you have to manage and monitor. And I didn't own that spot until I got to New York. So now I had the training from the, from the baseball and I had computer science from the military. And then once I got to New York, it was all encompassing. So you're constantly talking with, as a performance director, you're overseeing the training, the sports science, which is the computer stuff. And you're working closely with the dietitian. And then you're, you're talking constantly with your uh, president, giving reports about if the player is ready or not, like how are they improving, whether it's body fat's improved, body fat hasn't, is their leg strength better, are the core engaged, it's all these other metrics that you have to provide to, to tell a player, a, a team, if this is a good investment or not. And I did that for seven years and I just put my head down and just didn't think about anything else. Yeah. So, you know, that's, you know, about seizing the moment. It's just, you know, can you really, you know, immerse yourself into a project or a, a passion of yours to where it materializes into something that you can take anywhere. And I've adopted that method, you know, of, of, of body and of work into this product. And, you know, that's why I think a lot of athletes gravitate towards it because of just the, the chronological way of, you know, how you look at, you know, where it came from is very similar to being like a pro athlete or any pro and then gradually just, you know, graduating to, uh, you know, the, the big leagues per se, and then, you know, using that experience and, your connectivity to other people and, you know, really listening to the community and what they want and using your resources and experiences to make it come to life. And that's what I, that's what I've done my entire life. Yeah. I love it. Where'd you grow up? Philly. Cool. So my family is in East coast, Philadelphia. Yeah. But I, I kind of say I was, I usually say I'm a New Yorker because I spent seven years there. That's as long as I've spent in any city. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Well, so, if that method holds, I'm like a, I'm a Los Angeles person, even though I spent nine years there, but I'm not there now. So yeah, I feel that's true. How are you liking LA? I love LA. Yeah. I got my friend here. You can walk in. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> um, uh, I love LA. Yeah. I got one of my, uh, my business partners, my business partner. We work, obviously, you work from home? I do. Yeah. 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 So we, I set up shop like home and got a desk and stuff, and she's bringing food, Erewhon. 
So we got like our lunch after this. I love LA. I, I love, you know, the difference is like, I wouldn't change. I mean, I compare New York City to LA. It's like, I had to go through New York City. Like I had to be a New Yorker. I had to like, you know, wake up going 100 miles an hour. I had to like meet with the world mentality. Like I'm gonna kill you. I mean, it's like New York mentality is just, you, you it's like it, it you have to leave before it just destroys you because yeah. it's like so stimulating and it's so just like I can't even explain it but it's like you wake up with just like I'm gonna attack the day every day and it can become unhealthy you know depending yeah. on how you're channeling that energy so for me I think seven years of living there being in sports and then coming you know to LA where it's totally different yeah it's just a lot more laid back yeah. people are nice people are actually nice right people are nicer um, and then people are more into health and just, you know, not just eating and well-being and more outdoors, you know, activities. People are, you know, running, you know, hiking, surfing, you know, skateboarding, everything. Whereas in New York, you work 15 hours a day and you just get obliterated on the weekend. You know, it's not yeah. not healthy. So for this phase of my life with this company, um, I, I couldn't picture a better like city because I, I really love being in Santa Monica and uh, I love it here. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So through all this performance director experience, like what other things would you think people would want to know? Like what other hacks do you have that really were like life-changing for some of these athletes? Cause like, this is like next level training yeah. stuff. Yeah. I we want to know the secrets bar. Yeah. I think the secret is probably like, um, I, I believe in is, and it's kind of, you know, conventional, but I believe in, you know, um, cold, like cold showers. Like I think like there's something outside of, you know, vasal, you know, constriction that it provides. It's just this, this fear factor, you know, of just, you know, doing things that, you know, you don't want to do and just, you know, getting through it. And I think, you know, the grip muscle, right. It's like, I tell my athletes all the time, you know, just, you know, constantly get in the cold tub, you know, after you train, one is better for you, it helps you recover quicker. But more importantly, it just does something to you mentally that I think, you know, translates into performance. So, a big hack for me would be, you know, cold showers, you know, in the morning, you know, as much as you can. I love, um, you know, infrared heat, you know, near near infrared lighting. I love red lighting. I think, you know, it does, a, it, it helps you, you know, your, your cells and the mitochondria kind of like flush yourself out and it, it stimulates, you know, collagen, which is good for your tendons and it helps with just, you know, tendon growth. And then another big proponent is probably, um, probiotics just like having a healthy gut like I think a lot of people don't think about just like you know how how important it is to just you know have a gut line that you know is able to digest and and absorb you know the contents of your foods um because you have to perform at a, at a, at a, at a certain way and I think you know those are just three things that are controllable that you don't have to spend a ton of money on um and I've kind of mastered like how to like get them to to, to put that in their day so it's like understanding what their day looks like and then how do you filter in all these different little hacks throughout the day so you keep your energy levels very stable and whether it's practice or a game or at home with your family just relaxing you're always in this optimal phase of, of being because you've kind of checked the box off of you know recovery neuromuscular like you know relaxation and then you have a healthy gut which you know impacts your brain i think that's like living optimally right and that's what yeah. you know, this product does the same thing very cool and the ingredients in barcode you've got some adaptogens. What's in there? Yeah. Like, give us the hit list. Cordiola, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Cordyceps is a fungus and it helps with, you know, it's a, it's a natural energy booster. Um, you know, we have that in watermelon 
And I decided to go with that because one is, you know, helps decrease anxiety and, and also stress, but it also boosts natural levels of, of energy. And then rhodiola, you know, that same, it, that boosts your strength and endurance from a plant. And I think um, it just dissolves a lot easier than ashwagandha. And it's not as, you know, I guess, bitter when you, when you, when you, when you drink it. So we decided to go with those two um, adaptogenic properties, but more importantly, the, the vitamin D is from a mushroom. So I think, you know, shiitake mushroom, which is pretty popular now, and you know that they're more potent for vitamin D. So we have that in there and no product, you know, has talked about vitamin D and just the influence it has on just like recovery and, and all around health and just your wellness. And I think, you know, more products now will be, you know, infused with vitamin D because everyone is indoors and we work from indoors. So we're not getting outside. So I think, you know, having those three differentiators are key and huge. And the monk fruit is all natural, you know, and it doesn't spike your insulin levels. So you're not like drinking a product or eating anything and you feel like this kind of rush of and, and energy and then you crash. It's constantly just stable because your body is just constantly being regulated by, by, their, by the collaboration of all of them, right? It's not just one, you know, ingredient. It's all of them working together to create this kind of like optimal way of, of, of nurturement. That makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. I we use monk fruit at Primal Kitchen. I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan of monk fruit, and it tastes yeah. better than stevia. It tastes better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people have like this aftertaste, but I think you have to you have to mix it with like the right things. Like we have, first we have our 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 flavors are natural. It's from it's from it's from fruit. So we have you know lemon lime. We have watermelon. It's from fruit, and then we have coconut water. So it kind of like dissolves the 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 taste of a monk fruit. Like some people have like this aftertaste of monk fruit and i think yeah. it's because they're not combining it with the right the right um they're not diluting it with the right you know solution and what's the sugar content like three grams two grams two grams nice yeah yeah i mean yeah. i see i've got two kids and like this shit they give kids is just like it's like you, Terrible. you i'm like it's like self-defense i mean 20 anytime you leave the house just to like keep the sugar out of the diet it's crazy so as a mom what's your strategy oh i mean just like we don't have any around the house so then i can kind of relax more when we're elsewhere Uh, my husband and i also like don't have a lot of self-control so we do better if there's just like not the temptation Mm -hmm. there um but yeah and then with my kids i try not to be too like restrictive because i don't want them to like rebel on me and you know be hiding behind the curtains eating candy they like our drink is pretty sweet like we've heard people say oh it tastes like a watermelon jolly rancher because it's actually yeah. pretty sweet. because you still have to kind of like cater to the sweetness like we're americans we want sugar right so we, yeah. we grow up on sugar so whenever you think of like an all-natural product oh it's plant-based it's vegan it probably tastes like shit right no it actually tastes you know really good so i think you know, we've done a great job with just keeping something that's like healthy, but it's still it's still sweet and it's good for you. But yeah, I mean, these other beverages have like 40 grams of sugar, you know, they have thousands of milligrams of like sodium, potassium. It's just, it's just, it's overindulging, but people like it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like, so we want to change it, but people, I mean, people like sugar. So yeah, it's just a silent killer, right? So, yeah, more, it's like public enemy number one, more addictive than drugs. Um, okay, so any like players throughout your career in baseball and basketball, like any players that had like really cool success stories with their health and any specific things that you observed that like helped, you know, drinks or lifestyle, like anything. I'm just curious what some of the, sorry, tips were. 
Yeah, I think um, you know, one of my closest friends, and, and he, you know, he plays for the Lakers, and I currently work with him now, is Carmelo Anthony. I mean, he's 37, going 38, and you know, I met him at, 10 years ago almost, and he, you know, was in the prime of his career, averaging you know 28 points, leading team in scoring. And you know, as you get older, you, you kind of don't have the same role, and you have a tendency as you get into your upper 30s to kind of like you know um, decrease in performance, like not be a perennial player. And I watched, you know, like you know, him, you know, rise up, you know, leave New York and then kind of like, you know, um, not get stagnant, but just, you know, not have the same, you know, output as he had, you know, back in his younger days. But now in LA, you know, he's, he's changed his entire diet. I mean, he's, you know, he's plant-based intermittent fasting. Um, he obviously drinks barcode. He's been a part of the, the, the brand since, since, since it was created way back in the day, but just watching how he just, you know, um, he eats and just, you know, take care of, takes care of his body as he got older. And I think, you know, when you watch him play now, he's averaging 17 points, the most he's averaged in four years. You know, he was 33 four years ago, so now he's 37. He's averaging more and he's gotten better. His injury level, his injuries, history is better. His blood profiles are better. I mean, he's just, he got better as he got older. And I think, you know, he witnessed, like, you know, 10 years ago, the way that he would just kind of just score 40 without doing anything. Mm-hmm. And now you know, watching him change his diet, you know, having a smoothie, you know, taking probiotics, you know, drinking barcode during before and after the games and sleeping. And then, you know, using all the different recovery modalities on the plane, whether it's like Norman Tech Boost while you're flying. Wait, say that one more time, whether it's what while you're flying? Norman Tech Boost, you know, the boost, like the compression pants, like the, oh. the, you sit in those, like, oh. like recovery. Boots. Yeah. Okay. Norma Tech, uh, is that what it's called? Norma Tech. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And it's funny because, like, I'll say it very casually, and I'm thinking, like, most people don't know what Norman Tech boots are. No. But I see it every day. So I'm like, oh, it's Norman Tech boot, right? Yeah, it's yeah. almost like a fair, you know what a fair gun is? Oh, a fair gun? Yeah. Yeah, they're about yeah, That shit's mainstream now. I mean, my, <laughs> that's like, that was like everybody's Christmas present last year yeah. that I knew in existence. My husband was like, who else can we buy a, a fair yeah. gun for? Like, we're yeah. obs- He travels with that yeah. thing. I'm like, dude, this place, like. It weighs more than our stroller. I'm like, really, yeah. need to bring this with us? Yeah. Um, so watching his journey, because I watched like, you know, him rise to a, a crazy level of, of stardom. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's top 10 scorer ever in the NBA. And then kind of like plateauing and now going back up as he got in his upper 30s. It's just been incredible. And it's all because of just, you know, how he started to invest in his body. And yeah. I think, you know, younger athletes who, you know, are playing sports, who look up to these older players, you know, LeBron, for example, you know, he's getting better as he's getting older. It's because he literally spends, the game is three hours. He spends, you know, the other 12 hours of the day, you know, eating right way, sleeping, massage, you know, stretching, cold tub, infrared sauna, you know, uh, recovery, bike flushes. You ride a bike for 15 minutes, just stretching anything, foam rolling, Theragun, they have all of it. And, you know, watching people actually adopt it and use it you know, it helps me because, you know, I work out. I mean, I'm pretty active. You know, we all want to be active at, at something and just knowing that, okay, like if I have a Theragun and I use it, you know, maybe before I go to bed, I can wake up better and feel better in the morning or, and, or if I use it in the morning first thing, it kind of excites my nervous system. Or maybe I should yeah. you know, think about, you know, having magnesium before I go to bed, you know, should I have B12 when I first get up? It's like all these little things you're thinking about that actually help you. And I think, you know, watching these guys perform day to day at a high level, we can adopt the same habits. That's what, that's what makes me excited. Cause it's not like you need to put a limit on your health. It's like, you can change your health at any time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I love that. So what's your like exercise and diet routine? Like, well, since we fundraising, I haven't, I'm like 
terrible right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, stressful. <laughs> yeah, I do, a couple, I do a couple of kettlebell swings, a couple of push-ups. And I'm <laughs> done. But typically I like um I usually like I try to work out early if I can. You know, I, I you know, we have a team of, of four and we try to, you know, stay active. You know, we we work out not together, but just kind of keep like a, you know, we're a, a, a functional beverage company and as active as lifestyle as fitness. So oh, I your work. company, when you say you have a team of four, you guys all have kind of like a commitment. Yeah, we're just committing to our to our own routines. Cool. You know, we have, yeah. You know, a girl who, you know, does Pilates. You know, we have a, uh, a head of brand who is like a high performer who does like, you know, workout hard in the morning and does like, you know, meditation and, and other stuff throughout the day. And then we have a CEO, Adam, who just may go for a walk. I mean, it varies, but we're trying to stay committed to our own yeah. routines because it's sharp. So for me, um, I like deadlifts. I like pull-ups. So I have like a day where I just do heavy deadlifts, pull-ups, you know, bench press, kind of like the the bigger, like, you know, masculinity list, if you want to call it. Like one is yeah. just kind of like, there's no point. I just like to do it. Right. And then yeah. I have my functional days where it's like, you know, cardio, where I do kettlebells for time, sled pushes and, you know, jump rope, things that keep me lean and active. I'll do, you know, sauna, once or twice a week, try to get a massage when I can, you know, throughout the week if I, if I can fit it in. But and then I'll, I'll finish with just like another like functional training day and or go to a class. Sometimes I go to classes because it's like a brain dump. And I don't have to think about, you know, I've been doing it so yeah. long. Like, all right, I, can someone just tell me what to do for, for yeah. one hour? Yes. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to think. Yeah. So it's like a mix of heavy lifting, functional training and a class. And I, I'll mix in like massage and, you know, saunas as I can, but, I try, I try to stick to that routine. Weekends, I'll go for a run on the, by the beach. But I like the water a lot. So I'll run, you know, out by Santa Monica and just kind of listen to podcasts or things that I'm actually trying to learn about. Cool. And some days, pretty much a rest day. I just chill out on Sundays. I like it. And what's your diet like these days? Uh, not enough. <laughs> not eating enough. No, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm probably, I would probably say I'm, you know, pescatarian. I'm probably 90%, you know, plant-based. I have, I have salmon probably every other day. Okay. Some people have every day, but salmon, you know, cauliflower. I like, you know, I like um, Brussels sprouts. I like asparagus. I have quinoa rice. You know, I have cauliflower pasta. Um, but you know, I don't eat before two o'clock. So it's, it's like a you know sixteen eight window with intermittent fasting. Cool. Um, I usually stop eating around eight o'clock. I eat at two the next day. I have like a a coffee with ghee butter in the morning. I used to be obsessed with bulletproof. So I used to be like the guy who just have like the bulletproof coffee with the ghee and just like, you know, don't have anything to eat except for bulletproof coffee. But I, I stopped that and I just do, you know, intermittent fasting, you know, plant-based, you know, pescatarian, you know, and, and diet style. And then in moderation with, with sweets and, and goodies. I like sweets, but I try to stay away from them as much as I can. Yeah. Sounds great. Super. Yeah. Super. Interesting. <laughs> it's uh, not always perfect. I just don't even eat. Like it's yeah. like, it's like, if I'm working all day and I, I have, like, I have to remind myself to go eat. So, you know, I'm, tr- I'm actually trying to get better with just like staying consistent with eating. I don't cook. So I don't have a family. I'm single. So it's kind of hard to just like, you know, cook for yourself. I'd rather just go to the store and pick up, you know, ready to go food, which yeah. you know, can be kind of monotonous and boring. But um, with that being said, if I don't have it in front of me, I won't go. So I have to like really make myself go get it so I can go eat. Otherwise I'll just, I'll keep my head down and work all day. Yeah. Are you spending like your entire paycheck at Erewhon or what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those listening that don't yeah. know what Erewhon is, I mean, this is, I mean, how do you describe Erewhon? It's like, the, 
What is it? How do you describe so here, it? I had, I had a brand. I had a brand right here. And when I first moved to LA, I didn't know anything about Erewhon. No, yeah. literally nothing about Erewhon. Now I'm obsessed. Like, I'm obsessed to the point where the CEO and president, I got him tickets to the game yesterday. Stop. Like, that's how obsessed we are with Erewhon. But, like, it's like Whole Foods on steroids. Yeah. And it makes Whole Foods look like Walmart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it, it does, right? I mean, you have like the juice, the smoothies are 30 bucks. You know, the, the beverages, like we're priced at $4. It's like cheap. It's yeah. like beverages. You're a steal at $4. Steal yeah. At $4. Yeah. But it's like the, the most pre- premium grocery outlet I've ever been a part of. Um, but I like it because they carry our product and our product does well in there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think being in LA for now, it's probably the best place for it because I don't know if it would survive it like, New York City or even like in a Texas type of community. You'd be surprised. Just- With Primal, we, I remember at the beginning, people were like, oh, it's just going to be like, because we have a, you know, we launched with a $10 jar of mayonnaise, right? So uh, that was crazy in 2015. And that, is, that, is, that sounds crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Five, seven, six years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it still kind of sounds crazy now, but we did really well all over. Like we actually did really well in Texas and Florida and Colorado. Like there's, you know, people, if you're onto something that people need and they need like a sports drink that has no sugar in it, like people will pay for a higher quality product, especially when you're adding things like adaptogens and magnesium and all and that. And that's what we, and Morgan, we, we talked to Walmart. So the thing is like, when you talk to Walmart in people's mind, you think of like, oh, so what are you going to cut your price down to a dollar? Like, no, yeah. like they are actually now trying to like, you just said, take on premium brands better to give it to their consumers to bring in a type of a different type of consumer because they don't have anyone else to bring into the store bar they maxed out all the other demographics so like the timing of of us is like yes like we're in want to do this but to your point you have to play for better ingredients like it's it's for your it's for your health at some point it had like the ball has to stop of like creating these sugar-filled waters and you know marking them up you know three dollars and coming down for to a dollar because it costs 10 cents to make. No, you're, you're paying $4 or $3 because it actually costs 70 cents to make as opposed to 10 because it's better ingredients. Like this is where the world is headed. And I think like Target's, Walmart's, they're starting to recognize that because like you said, they tapped out on it. They need a different demographic of consumers. And I yeah, think- And then there's more and more Mark and I always talk about. Like there's yeah. more, once you kind of like learn, you can't like unlearn no. the benefits of health. <laughs> you can't forget mm. that. Like I sometimes I almost wish I didn't know. I'm almost like, shit, it would be so much easier if I was just like naive and I had no clue and I didn't have to worry about how much sugar my kids are eating. And you know, yeah. yeah. But so, so the amount of people that are going to like learn and then they're going to, that group is just growing. So I think that's, that's really cool. Um, and Erewhon, if anyone hasn't been there, you got to check it out. If you go to LA, it is like the most premium grocery store in the world, but I think it's almost like, well, because I love the food and beverage industry, but it's like an experience to go to Erewhon. Like you, you, it's almost like the art of CPG. Anyone who's an artist in the CPG space, I go there just to look at the, the beverage, yeah. like the product, like yeah, just totally. to see. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to buy anything. Cause you, you no, won't get you out of there for under $200, but <laughs> Just go browse you the aisles. It's, you just go. it's fascinating. You just um, go. Okay, let's see. So I'm just like so enamored, but this is like such a great story. <laughs> um, are you still training people now or are you just mostly full-time? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm full-time Barco, but I have, you know, I have, I work with the, the Lakers. You know, I do stuff with them. You know, I have, you know, players I still work with. 
I can't help it. I'm passionate about it. It yeah. keeps me in the game, you know. Um, but you know, I try to minimize as much as as I can to focus on the beverage, especially as we start growing. Um, but I train. I love training. I, I don't personally train, but you know, athletes and teams. I'm always you know looking for opportunities where I can kind of you know, one, infuse better habits and also my product, but then two, like, just kind of like, I need that, I need, I need that for me to, to stay connected, to just working yeah. with the athletes. Wait, did Kyle Kazuma just get traded? Is that right? Traded. Wizards. So, yeah, I moved to LA. I moved to LA. He signed a four-year contract. Four years. So, I'm thinking, like, okay, like, we're going to be in LA for four years. He got traded at eight months into that contract. So, I'm like, okay, now what? So, anyway. Yeah. I decided to stay here. Our team is here. We, we you know, our operations are, is, is in New Jersey as far as co-packer, but um, our sales are here. Like our, our client, yeah. our consumer based here, I would say, you know, 80% of our sales online even is, is in LA. And believe it or not, it's women too. It's like 60% oh, I believe women. it. Women. We rule the CPG space. Well, we do. Because you pay attention it. to the ingredients and the loyalty y'all have with each other is, is incredible. It's like, oh, yeah all the friends want what the friends have and they all, you know, hang together. And like in LA, it's like influence the world. It's like, they all create content. They all talk about products. I mean, it's like, it's inundation of just, you know, product discovery with these women. And we have like, you know, four women that are involved in our brand. And, you know, Airwine reached out to us early on because the girls that they follow, you know, started posting about our product. And um, I think I lost you. No, no, I'm still yeah. here. You got me. They started um, approaching us about our, about our products because of the, the girls they follow. So yeah, no, it's it's a big, powerful thing. I mean, because people just trust other people, right? So I mean, it's much better to have yeah. something because someone you know suggested it. Word of mouth, word of mouth marketing is the best marketing. It is. It's so true. So, what are you most excited about these days in health and wellness besides barcode? Like, what new cutting edge stuff, or you know, what are you most excited about? What are you learning about the most? Um, I think, you know, what, I, what I'm excited about is probably, um, I still, I still like the sports science part of just like, you know, training. I like, you know, whether it is, you know, Fitbit or whoop or just some type of device that, you know, measures, you know, your body and, and how it's recovering. Um, I'm really into like, you know, that, that part of it. So, you know, I, I like to, to monitor that stuff. I like numbers. I think, um, you know, hydration is is huge and there's different like sweat patches that i've seen that can measure like hydration loss fluid loss. what is sweat patch i've never even heard of this it's like you, you put a patch on for like activity and then like it measures like sodium and potassium fluid loss so when you're drinking a product or if you or if you're eating anything it can tell you if like that product has an influence in like your your, your regulatory levels of hydration like from a blood perspective. So I like that part of what's happening in the space. Um, and it's a patch. And I think um, that's gonna become more prevalent, especially as people start figuring out, you know, what really drives hydration. So I think sleep monitors are huge. You know, the aura ring, I like a lot. Really? They're worth yeah. like a billion. Yeah, I like aura ring because they, they detect sleep. Um, yeah, I just uh, those are probably you know the things I'm most excited. Yeah, about. the personal. I love all that personalization stuff. stuff. Yeah, like, I've tried. I've done it all. Yeah, yeah I, my guess, husband. I, don't, I don't think like you know to the everyday person, you don't have to like become like this nerd, but just having something to kind of measure if you're okay or not. You know, yeah. like, if, if you're averaging a, a sleep score of like sixty, 
And then the next day, and you don't know what caused this number to change, but it's like 85 and you feel like crap. And then there's probably something you did the night before or within that week to kind of trigger a negative response. So it, it kind of makes you kind of troubleshoot like yourself all the time. And then you yeah. start correlating like that sensation with that 85 with how you feel compared to a 60. And then you start getting in this way of kind of like self-regulation. I think anything that allows you to self-regulate is, is are things that I like I'm intrigued by. Yeah, me, I am as well. When you say 85 and 60, are you talking whoop scores or aura ring scores? What are those? Yeah, whoop score, like a whoop, whoop score. Yeah. yeah, Adam, yeah. my husband had the whoop for a while, then he lost the charger and then. No, I lose everything too. But, yeah. but he thought <laughs> it was cool. I mean, yeah. he was an athlete in college. He played football in college. Oh, he did? Where, where'd he go? Air Force Academy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He's, he's tough. Yeah, he's tough. And he like he liked that whoop. That was cool. I'm doing, I mean, even just the I, what do you the I watch. The, well, yeah. The Apple yeah. 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 Because I feel like also with screen addiction these days, like if you just wear your iWatch, I never look at my phone. I don't even know where my phone is. Yeah. 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 I think that's a big one. Okay. What is the biggest failure thus far for you? Would you say in life? Um, damn it. In life. That's a deep one. <laughs> uh, pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not uh, around. <laughs> I know. I think biggest failure, man. Uh, I don't even think it's like. I don't think it's even. I don't even think it's like job related. It's just like, um, not in like just not enjoying the journey as much. If that makes sense, like, oh, yeah. Like now, like as a founder, and like having freedom and like having a team of people right, that I, that I have to work with and manage who are totally different than me. Working in sports, you're around coaches so much, it's literally just go, go, go. It's all, it's the same. You, you, we all know how we're thinking. And it's just dominate. Yeah. That's all it is, right? And you kind of lose sight of just like the, 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 the world around you because you're so, you know, tunnel vision and focused on, you know, the, the mission. And you kind of lose out on just the important moments in life. Like I've lost a lot of time with family, you know, siblings, you know, nieces and nephews birthdays everything and i just you know i, I told i told myself this time around like as, a, as an entrepreneur i'm not going like not enjoy the journey and take time to just actually appreciate you know the time i get to spend with people because you lose it you know when you're not you know thinking about you know life in the bigger picture so a, a failure for me is just not enjoying the journey as much as i should have when i was in sports yeah that right. is my favorite answer i've ever had on that one i ask people that a lot but that is like a really good one I, the other day we've got two toddlers like yeah like, oh you know uh i really want to get this investment from this guy and he didn't give it to me like, yeah it's like you know that's, I, I can bring up but i want to go deeper because it's like yo you should really enjoy the journey like yeah. if it's worth pursuing like that then you probably should take some time out to actually enjoy like every step along the way because you'd be surprised how quickly time flies and before you know it you know yeah you've gotten far but like you know what impact have you had with the people that were around you when you first started that maybe you just lost touch with I mean it's just little things I think about because I'm so far away from home and you know I've, I've missed out on opportunities with family members you know who are no longer here yeah so damn if I would have just like maybe spent a little more time like letting that person know like yo like you're my homie I love you whatever anything yeah I would appreciate like the fruit of it because I know I took that time out. I didn't do that very well in sport and in basketball, but now it's like, I, I'm fully aware of it and I can change it. And I won't let that, you know, be a failure for me anymore. That's going to be something I learned from. 
That's great. So, do you have like a really good therapist? I believe, I believe oh, do I have a therapist? A really good one or something? It's yours. You no, I don't. I mean, you don't. I just, when you fuck up things, you just kind of learn. And okay, then you, like you, you have people. I always say you gotta, you really do. You have to kind of, you do have to fail. Like you gotta fail yeah. stuff, like anything. Just like do something wrong and get feedback. And I just learned. And like, for me, it just took experiences and you have to look in the mirror and what you project on things. And I, I, I just took me a while to kind of understand it. Like, yo, everybody's not thinking what you're thinking and people aren't psychic, so they don't know, but you think people should know, but you know, it takes a while for you to even just uncover like all those layers and just talk about it. So it, for me, it's just experiences after experiences that have taught me to just really, you know, be more aware of just like what I'm projecting and who I'm listening to and being present. But um, so I kind of like been my own therapist because I've been, I've been in situations where I've, you know, I had to learn quick and um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's why I gave that answer. Yeah, that's very good. That's great. My husband <laughs> asked me the other day, we got like two toddlers and you know, you can get very like, I feel like this is a mom thing too. You get very just like caught up in the like, okay, it's six o'clock. They need to eat dinner. Okay. It's seven. They need to get in the bath. And Adam was like, are you even enjoying this? Or are you just like, oh, like that's the thing. I, don't even, I don't have kids, but I have like a dog and I have like a life and I'm busy. And like, you know, you, you get this routine without taking a step back and like you can yeah. get burnt out very quickly. And you yeah. don't even know why. It's like, why, why am I just, can I stop? Yeah. Like, can I just like maybe give him a bath at a different time or just like. Or just like not even give him a bath. Give a bath. Yeah. Give him a bath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. It's interesting. So yeah. it's good. Okay. This is my last one for you. Uh, what is something most people don't know about you? I, can, I love surfing. Do you? Me too. I love surfing. I didn't grow up in the water. I like it. You grew up surfing on the East Coast or? I, no. You didn't. We, all, we didn't. I didn't grow up swimming. It yeah. wasn't, I got here. I actually love to surf. So I love yeah. people who don't expect me to love surfing. I love surfing. Surfing is the best. Yeah. I it's, just like, it's just like you don't have your phone. You're away from everybody. You're just, you know, you're just in the water, you know, and, and out of a hundred times of getting up, I might get up 10. Those 10 times is like euphoria. It's just like yeah. the best time. Do you surf? Yeah. 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 I uh, started surfing in South America when I was like 25. I learned in Ecuador and I didn't want to yeah. surf. I was traveling with three girls from Ireland and they were like, we're taking surf lessons. And actually it was in Mancora, Peru. I then went on to Ecuador and surfed for a while. But in Mancora, Peru, and we took a lesson. They pushed me into, this guy pushed me into my first wave. I stood up and I was like, kind of hooked for life. Like wow. they yeah. had, to, I was like, no, no, I'm a lake girl. Like I don't really do the ocean. I'm afraid of all these things. And then I was just addicted. I think it's so surfing. Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. All right, Barb. Well, thank you so much. This was great to meet you. And I'm like really impressed. I can't wait to see where barcode goes. Can you just give like a little plug for where people can find you and where they can find the drink right now and if they can order online or not? And then um, yeah. sign off. Drink barcode on Instagram at, you know, drink underscore barcode. You can also order online at www.drinkbarcode.com. Primarily, we're sold online. We, we have three flavors, lemon, lime, watermelon, peel noir, which is a great flavor that we can get to you in less than two days. And retail, we're currently in Erewhon in LA. So if you're in LA, stop by Erewhon. We have all three flavors there. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the beverage. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Bar. Thank you. All righty. <laughs>